stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. For tonight, we have MS Paint Alice in Wonderland. For those of you just tuning in, creepypastas are short internet stories that can copy and paste across the internet. Go Google them. You'll find tons of them. Um, this one was suggested to us by a listener. And yeah, so with a title called MS Paint Alice in Wonderland, my, my bar was pretty low for expectation. <laughs> Um, but we'll get into that with the story. So, we're given this no-name narrator, um, who, while walking to the grocery store to pick up groceries, uh, goes by a alleyway and stumbles upon a DVD cover, or a DVD case, with this really badly drawn, I guess, MS Paint, um, style, like, artwork yep. of Alice in Wonderland. Though it's never really mentioned in the story that's MS Paint. It's just really badly drawn, like, stick figures and blobs, and blobby kind of, like, uh, deformed shapes. Mm. But I guess it's insinuated because of, like, with that. Um, and they pop it open, and they see that there's actually a disc there. And so they decide, out of morbid curiosity, which is mentioned in the story... To take it home and check it out. And as they're leaving the uh, the alleyway, they hear like a laughter or like a, a chuckling voice say, you'll enjoy it. Um, that doesn't creep them out or give them any red flags. So they go home with their groceries eventually and go to... Um, also, they, uh, the reason why they're walking to the grocery store is mentioned that because they got their car rear-ended. Yeah. Uh, which we might get back to that later on in a second. <laughs> Later on, in a second. Wait. <laughs> we'll get back to that later on. So they get home, they pop the disc in, and it's really bad animation. Yep. Um, like, basically just colors and flat, flashing colors. And, um, like, the basically the same kind of, like, art style or drawing, like, deformed body shapes of from the cover with, like, super big-headed uh, Alice uh, with, like, weight with uh, screwy lines and stuff like that. And the audio is, like, something out of the 50s. Mm -hmm. uh, like, all the audio stuff. However, when Alice finally, like, chases... Uh, well, Alice is chasing the rabbit, the white rabbit, and goes down the rabbit hole, and they go to Wonderland, the flashing colors and sounds start causing the um, our protagonist, who I'm naming Spooky Sue, because the story kind of lends itself to be either or gender, so, and for some reason I attribute it to being a female... Mm -hmm. um, or the feminine, um, they they enjoy it. Like they suddenly like start like liking what they see. Yeah, it was a really good show, and like ah. And then they get out of Wonderland, and the movie over. And he, they realize they they recall what they just watched, but not with that like excitement and like enthrallment, but with kind of disgust and disturbing uh, disturbing notions. Like why the hell did I enjoy that? Mm -hmm. um, so they go uh, they go to work the next day, or... No, no. Um, so, after the video ends, they uh, they pop the disc out, and that's when they hear a voice from their window, and they look over, and it's Alice, the cartoon character, outside her their window. Mm -hmm. And so they go to grab a bat, 
and they run over to they check the window, but she's gone. So months pass. Yep. And they they've they've dumped, they didn't just throw up the the disc. They went personally to the dump and dumped it to make mm-hmm. sure that it wasn't going to come back. Honestly, I probably would have done a compactor or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she or they. Um, they they dealt with it personally. They got rid of it. That's in the dump. Mm-hmm. Basically, the most probably the most um, sensible thing you would have done in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, th- while they're at work, um, or is it while they're at work, or is it r- before? Is it after? Uh, is it before work or after that they find the package again? It's when they get back from work. Yeah. So when they get back from work, um, they have a package uh, with. And they, it's it's the uh, uh, grimy version of the uh, yeah of Alice in Wonderland. It had some DVD. It has dump some, grime on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has some dump grime on it, and there's a note saying. Uh, actually, I can have that. I think I actually have that quote here. Have it here. You do, sweet. Yeah. Won't you join the dance? Right, because that's. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Um, quick interesting. <laughs> While they were uh, in Wonderland, like watching the Wonderland thing, there was a um, uh, "Won't you? Will you? Won't you? Will you? Won't you join the dance?" Um, and like mm-hmm. it was like a mantra that, and she they, she remembered they, they remember themselves even like singing along with it while they were enthralled. So while they were uh, so yeah like uh, so yeah it, it's a it's a tie back to that oh shit it it's back kind of thing. Um, and then their boss, who they uh, are friends with outside of work. Uh, comes over and notices the thing and is like, what the hell is this? It's like, oh, we should watch it. It's like, I don't, I don't really want to watch it. No, we should totally watch it. It'd be funny. It's so, it looks so bad. And despite what happened, she, they go along with it anyway. Yep. And they both watch it and both have the same experience where they start like becoming enthralled with the audio and visual effects and start doing the mantra and stuff like that. And then... Um, they're like, afterward, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I think I've heard of this thing before. And then they go on to, go on to TV Tropes So yeah. Bad or something like that? Yeah, the TV Tropes So Bad It's Horrible page. Yeah. For Western animation. Yeah, yeah. So they go to that, and they, they find a version of it, but it's not the same kind of version. Like, it doesn't have the same kind of, like, audio or visual, like, effects that the, uh, the one they have does. Um, so... He's going to look more into it, or the boss is going to look more into it, and then they leave. Well, the next day, when they go... No? No, no, the girl oh, returns. Oh, yeah, sorry, the girl returns, yeah. Sorry, I got it, I can't write. <laughs> so the girl returns, uh, like, while they're looking up the... Um, uh, is it while or uh, after? Uh, it's after they look up the TV yeah. tropes. After they look up the TV tropes page, um, the girl, Alice, returns uh, from the window, I think. Yep. And... Um, that's what holy shit! Like the the boss is now like seeing this as well, and that's when our narrator spills the beans of the whole truth mm-hmm. of what happened. And like I didn't want to tell you the whole thing because you wouldn't believe me. And you're like, no, that, that's that. That's pretty. Yeah, that's that's logical. <laughs> I wouldn't believe you if I hadn't seen it. Um, but they're gonna look into this, and they'll get back to them. So they go off, and the next day the boss is has disappeared. Has been has gone yep. missing, and they're starting up a. Uh, the authorities are already investigating, and everybody at work is a suspect. Um, and when they start investigating the person, uh, they she the, they mention everything except for like again seeing the supernatural weirdness mm-hmm. or the hallucinatory things. 
of the girl. Um, and her story does seem to play out like neighbors did see the the boss leave her house, and she never left. She didn't leave afterward. Uh, that nobody, that anybody could tell. So she uh, basically they're they're let go mm-hmm. for the time being. Um, but it's about this point where they realize that they know what they have to do. They go and grab the disc, grab the bat, and go looking around town for the uh, mm-hmm. for Alice um, uh, in their car. And they hear oh, they for they spend a, a while out in town around town looking for her, no no luck, and then she they hear a voice or a chuckling behind them in the back seat and they stop and look in the rearview mirror and there she is and that's when a furried hand or pawed hand or a furry paw bursts through the window and like knocks knocks them out and then the next thing they know they're in a dark room kind of Mm -hmm. almost like an interrogation or indoctrination kind of room Um, they uh, get a monologue from Alice about how um, she wanted to share her story, her movie and story with the world because she, or with and this radio show she watched as a child and stuff, um, mm-hmm. with her uh, with her rat friend or her mouse friend, and two people, two men in, uh, came to her house and uh, promised to make this movie and stuff for them, and she wanted to show the world the movie, so she basically been like, kind of virally or like, like just. Spreading it some like through like through any kind of means, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then they like well you, you didn't like my uh, movie did you and the person sh- uh, shakes their head as like oh well, you're going to you're gonna like it even more than your uh, your friend uh, your friend did and then so she gets stri- they get strapped onto a table um, and they notice that their friend is over on another table next to them uh, with a with a face of ex- of contentment. And then that's when this, like, flat-screen TV comes up. Uh, we're given a little bit more of a monologue from Alice. Uh, and then basically, yeah, the character just basically gets subliminal message to the, sh- to the hell with the, um, with the TV show, or with the movie show, or with the movie. And uh, the end of the story is basically them indoctrinated into liking this show. And always hearing, when they get up in the morning, they always sing... Will you, won't you, will you, won't you join or join the dance kind of thing yeah. uh, and have a smile on their face and always like thinking about the show and how great it is and stuff. And that's how the story ends, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, uh, also this one was by, um, sorry, I should have mentioned it earlier. Uh, MS Paint Alice in Wonderland is on creepos.wiki. Um, I didn't actually check to see if there's any YouTube readings of it. If there is one, I'll leave it in the description below. Uh, but it's by um, Neo Theta on Greenboss.wiki. And, yeah, I guess we'll just go into my notes. You want to just do, uh, just do the thoughts now? Sure. So, <clears throat> going to do the, the same rigmarole that we do usually. Start with quotes and then reactions or comments about them. So, here's a quote. Uh, the, one th- the one I think was supposed to be Alice had stick figure arms, a pencil-thick neck... A, and a huge, deformed, football-shaped head, almost as big as the rest of her body. So, my comment to it was, so, sticking around, Hey Arnold crossover lost episode? Also, where's that story? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, the animation, like, also, and this is the point, the point, I don't think at any point in the story, we brought it up earlier, MS Paint is not 
mentioned at all, really, is it? No, it's not mentioned, but there is an image... There's an image that accompanies this that is done in MS Paint. That's... That's the, the animation style. Is that the same? Okay, yeah, I get, yeah, okay. It, it's basically the DVD cover. Yeah. Is what we see. Yeah. I, I guess that's, like, the, the reasoning for it. I just, like, again, it, it, it's... It does fall, fall that into that, uh, like, creepypasta trope of having an image that accompanies the story when the story is supposed to be the driving force. Yeah. Um, but what you're not realizing is that there's actually a DVD. You actually found a DVD of it? Yes. I did know, I, I, I was actually, I, I, was, I wanted, uh, I wish I had actually looked it up then. Uh, the uh, TV tropes, so bad, it's horrible. Uh, Does that not exist at all, or? I didn't find an entry for it on there, but there is a legit DVD. Of this show? Of this movie. You're kidding. Released in 2010. Oh, God. All right. Do you have any more notes on that, or, or any more things on that? Yes. All yes, right. I How about we just segue over to that then, quickly? Alright, so the DVD was released in 2010, and it really uses horrible animation. Like, you only saw the image, I saw the first 10 seconds of the trailer, and turned it off. <laughs> oh my god, I love how you always end up watching, like, the Nightmare Fuel. Yeah. Yeah, the, the actual animation is Nightmare Fuel. But what I did do is listen to the audio. Because the audio is public domain. Yeah. Because it's from an audio play that was released in 1948. So around the 50s. Or just 40s. I mean, so they even got that wrong. <laughs> Wait, when, when was it? 1941? Eight. Okay. <laughs> so it's yeah. 40s music, not 80s or <laughs> 50s music. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's that's yeah. That's 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 a plot hole. Continue. Yeah, and essentially, uh, as far as I can tell, there's a very, very small team. Maybe one, maybe two people. So like the two men. That, yeah, that came to her door. Um. And essentially, they took the audio and created an animation that fit the audio. Oh, God. So, and it's, so it's legit. Like, there is actually an, uh, an Alice in Wonderland, or an MS Paint Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's not actually... I'm pretty sure they don't say MS Paint on no, the DVD, yeah. but it exists. <laughs> you realize we're going to have to end up doing a riff or a review of the actual movie. It is Nightmare Fuel to watch the animation. You're completely safe if you listen to the play. Oh no, we're watching the, we're watching the Nightmare Fuel. Because <laughs> uh, the, the... I'll send that to our roster yeah. through with Backrat. <laughs> yeah, I have the YouTube link for Sweet. the... Description? Well... And for our... Yeah, for, thing, or for the audio... Um, for the audio, nothing. <laughs> for the audio. The, the video, I'm sure we'll find the trailer, and you can put that in the description as well. Yeah. But for the audio, uh, the reason the audio works 
is because you can let your mind wander and you can imagine the scene. Yeah, but with the but animation, with the animation <laughs> forces you into this hellscape. It just ruins <laughs> the entire experience. This had a real big effect on you, uh, Mikey. <laughs> I I was just like, why? Well, why did they make this? And I I looked up the one guy. Hold on a second. Let me bring his name up here. Uh, Jeffrey H. Aikman, which is was in the uh, image that had his right, name. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I looked him up on IMDb, and he's credited for a couple different things, but the hilarious part is that he's in a porno. It's one of the things that he's credited for. And it's like, that's really, that's actually even creepier than the creepypasta. (laughs) But like, on a skeevy level, not horror level. Well, horror. Oh, God. Wow. And I was just like, once I saw that, I was like, wow, his credibility just tanked. And this was before I even looked at the trailer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then you did, and they're like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> Alright. So, it does exist, and I really recommend not <laughs> going out of your way to find it. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We'll do it for you. We'll watch, we'll review or riff that that, that trailer or movie. <laughs> yeah, the riff is just going to be like, uh, us just like, uh, like, it, like any audio is just going to be us just be like, will you, won't you, will you, won't you, do the dance. <laughs> or whatever it's called. I don't know. Uh, will you, won't you, will you, won't you, join, join the dance. dance. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Uh, is there anything more on the, uh, on the creepy video? The real creepypasta? Um, <laughs> that you seem to constantly be living in? Well, though, there's more, but it's tied into my notes, so I'll okay. get to that when I get to it. Okay. Um, yeah, um, there's a part at the beginning again, uh, where, like, we, he, they're looking at the cover, and here's the quote for it. Uh, what bothered me the most about the cover was that all the characters looked as though they were staring directly at me with dead-eyed expressions, which made a chill run down my spine. And my reaction to that was, I swear I was expecting there to be a description of hyper-realistic eyes at some point in this story, and I'm so glad there was not. (laughs) Um, And that's actually something that goes on a little bit further in my notes, is that the story baits you into thinking it's going to be a shitty Lost Episode series, uh, story. Mm-hmm. With all, like, trope... Like, and I mean shitty in that it's trope-riddled. Mm-hmm. But the tropes never really appear. And the characters don't react like stupid narr- characters do in creepypastas sometimes, where they actually kind of react in a reasonable way, or at least a way that I would probably react in the situation. I mean, I might not take it to the dump. I'd probably burn it or destroy it. But... Be- as soon as they finish watching it, they don't keep it around. They get rid of it as uh, mm. anything necessary, um, and make sure it doesn't like it's not gonna like they don't just put it in their dumpster and th- call it a day. Mm-hmm. They make sure it goes to the dump where they're where there's a lot harder likelihood of something like coming back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, then uh, there's uh, something that comes up. Well, they're well, so when they're watching when she, when they're watching the uh, the video and they get mesmerized and uh, this is the quote. 
I was mesmerized by what I was seeing. It almost felt like a dream. The animation and the audio hadn't changed, but there were there was just something about it that made me feel happy. And my reaction was Basilisk hack or like subliminal messaging kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I know I've mentioned Basilisk hack before on the show, and you've like, what the fuck's that? Um, Basilisk hack, a number, or um, and then uh, on the Wikipedia page for Basilisk hacks. Uh, a number of David Langford's stories are set in a future containing images colloquially called basilisks, which crash the human mind by triggering thoughts that the mind is physically or logically incapable of thinking. And down in, like, uh, where I kind of got it from, which was the role-playing game Eclipse Phase, which is a transhumanist horror game um, that deals with, like, giant super AIs that are, like, basically like Cthulhu monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, has so-called the, uh, the Langford, um, uh, Langford, uh, image hack, uh, imagery hack, basilisk hacks, uh, which are sensory and linguistic attacks on cognitive processes. Hmm. So basically it's kind of like the basilisk, ha- like the mythological basilisk staring at you and like causing you to petrify or whatever, but it, yeah, it's basically an image or a visual or audio component that crashes the brain. Or that causes the brain to get fuckled. Hence my whole comment of being of like people getting mind fuckled, or like mis- enthralled and like their brain getting reworked by by images and uh, and audio. Which again is also very similar to like is a little bit more a little more of an extreme version of just subliminal messaging. Yeah. Um, which is basically what I think I figured this whole thing was really all about. Until, you know, the, the car incident and, you know, the character, like, a monster breaks into them, breaks the window and pulls them in. And they're like, oh, okay, this is just straight up supernatural. <laughs> um, and then, uh, like I said before, uh, the characters are pretty, na- uh, uh, pretty logical in terms of their uh, being a creep. They're re- fairly sensible for um, a creepypasta protagonist slash vic- victim. Uh, to attempt to, like, get rid of the DVD, like, in the way they do. Like, mm-hmm. in the quote, it's, I had thrown the DVD away. That is, I personally went to the dump and tossed it directly into the landfill. I was afraid that if I didn't, it did it any other way, she would just bring it back to me. Which has hap- is almost on a meta level, because it kind of happens in, like, a couple of creepypastas. Like, I think Ben Drowned, uh, Sonic EXE, a lot of video game creepypastas pre- predominantly. Not so much, I guess, a lost episode, which is what this kind of is, mm-hmm. um, where the character gets rid of the DVD by just throwing it out, and it comes back like the next day or something like that. This one like is a lot more like like no, I'm getting rid of this. I just saw a cartoon character outside my window. This thing is there's something weird with this video. I'm getting rid of it, and like very sensible. So good job, nameless character, or as I've been calling them, Spooky Sue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh yeah, so there's a part where, like, um, yeah, and then, so, I, I mean, basically, shortly after, like, so they, like, yeah, um, a couple of months, of, they mentioned that a couple of months have passed, and they got rid of the DVD and stuff like that. Then one day, I found, and also, like, at the very beginning of the story, they had mentioned that, um, like, they could remember, like, it was yesterday, and they gave us, like, almost an exact, roughly an exact date of when, like, this all started. Yeah. Then a couple of months passed. Then one day, I found a small package in the mail. You remember it like it was yesterday. Then give us a vague transition of time after the initial event. Yeah. Like, 
I feel it doesn't have to be an exact date, but yeah. don't use then one day. Yeah. Like, give us a slightly more refined time frame, yeah. like, to help the continuity a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it seemed kind of out of place after, like, like again, like, giving us, like, a starting time. Yeah. A rough starting date. Yeah. And then, and it, didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't, like, exact, like, to the minute. No. Uh, so it was actually an okay, like, start-off date. And then, like, a couple months have passed. Okay, well, a couple months have passed. And it had been, like, about a year or something like that, I think they mentioned at the beginning. Um, right? Like, it had been, like, like a year or years. About two years, yeah. yeah. So a couple months is, is, is a fine, like, transition time. And then one day, it's like, was that one day, like, between now and then? Yeah. Um, or was it after these event? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it kind of broke a little bit of the, uh, uh, my uh, my suspension of disbelief and mm-hmm. immersion into the story. <laughs> my next quote is uh, tied to the whole like, "Will you won't you join uh, join the uh, the dance?" It was the DVD. It had a bit of grime left on it from the dump, and it accompanied by it was accompanied by a short message reading, "Won't you join the dance? Do the safety dance. <laughs> you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind." Yeah, no, that like I don't know why, but like even when I was like reading the "Will you won't you? Will you won't you?" I was trying to tie it into that the beat of that song because <laughs> that song in itself is kind of a kind of a uh, sub, not a subliminal message, but it's very. Like it gets in your head, <laughs> at least for me, anyway. Um, and then, so they uh, they they get their their bosses like interested in checking this this DVD out, and this caused him to become interested. And after a bit of pressure, I reluctantly agreed to watch the DVD. Peer pressure. Also, why? Why would you do that when you know what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think it's going to change after a couple of months or? After a little while, yeah. or after after uh, whatever time frame, like a, a couple, like the the uh, a, what was it? Uh, I can't remember now because that's how anag- uh, how how anomalous it was or nebulous it was. Yeah, after one like then one day, um, like you know what's gonna happen. You're gonna get like basilisk hacked or enthralled or whatever it is that that the video causes you to do, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see her again. She's gonna become more part of this world. Don't do it. <laughs> Like, just say, no, let's not watch this. Like, God. <laughs> oh, and then there's, uh, here's a little bit of grammar Nazism. Uh, he then took me to the TV trope so bad, it's horrible page for Western... Oh, um... Oh, okay, actually, you know what? This may not be grammar Nazism, now that I'm realizing what it is. I think, so is it TV trope so bad, it's horrible, is the title of that page? Um... No. Or is there's it... multiple pages? Okay, so like here's my thing, um, like because the there's a specific page for Western animation. Okay, because the way I had it is like it's, um, I think what they're what what I thought it was like I thought it was some grammar Nazis, like some a word like a, a word word or a letter was missing, because I thought it was he then took me to the TV trope so bad it's a horrible page for Western animation. No, so no, it's actually it's, it's the TV trope so bad it's horrible. Page okay. for Western animation. So yeah, it okay. is the title. Like, you can Google search, it's so bad it's horrible. So basically, yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I'm also fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, here's another, uh, just another example of, uh, like, again, these characters being very sensible in terms of, like, their reactions to everything. 
I told him the rest of the story about how I had seen her when I watched the movie the first time. I didn't tell him because before because I didn't think <clears throat> I didn't tell him before because I didn't think he believed me. He told me he understood and promised that he'd keep his eyes open in case she ever came comes back. Oh wow, that's actually in case she ever comes back. Versus should it be in case she ever came back. I guess it could go either way. Yeah. Tense isn't too bad with that. But yeah, again, see, this is a sensible reaction. For the most part, anyway. Um, like, these are sens- these characters do have sensible reactions. That, like, And I mean, there are times in the story that, that the sensibility isn't there, but where the characters react in a way that's realistic, or at least the way how, how I likely would react in this kind of situation... Um, it almost feels like meta to this uh, to me in the screen pasta. Like it almost feels like um, this is probably not intentional, but it almost feels like it's a satire on like creep pasta lost episodes or creep pasta like tropes, because they're like taking like they're they're like they're setting you up for the trope and then they're ignoring the trope and being rational about it, well, or being sensible about the re- about what's going on. I take it more of a cursed object as opposed to a. That's true, yeah. But I mean, it still like has some like the trope, like the set. I mean, yeah. and, like the setups for those tropes are still there. Yeah. For like creep pastas in general, even. Because mm-hmm. I think some of the cursed object ones tropes tend to be in the same vein as lost episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was. Uh... Oh yeah, the car, <laughs> the car incident. Hours passed, but I couldn't find any trace of her until I heard a humming from the back seat. I stopped and checked the rear view mirror. When her face came into view, I let out a scream. As if, a, as if on cue, a hairy arm smashed through the window and slammed me into uh, slammed into my head, knocking me unconscious. And some, and then this is my part. And somewhere in the city, a car has rampantly hit something. As Spooky Sue was knocked out before she putting the car in neutral. Maybe? <laughs> Breaking. Yeah. Well, no, she didn't stop the car. Okay. Uh, uh, I think it actually says, uh, yeah, I stopped and checked the rear view mirror. Okay. So they did stop at some point. Okay. But they never put it, say that it put it in park or neutral. So they just got knocked out and then pulled out of the car and the car just kept going. No, they really go. And it hit something. <laughs> yeah. And then, um,. Basically, we're getting the last bit of my notes, which are, uh, which follows the uh, the last paragraph or two of the story. All of a sudden, I started to feel good. As the screen above me flickered on, I found that the girl was right. The movie was wonderful, and it was the best thing ever made. Every day I, when I wake up, the first and only thing I want to do is watch the movie. Every day I wake up singing. Will you, won't you, will you, won't you, will you, won't you, won't you, bleh. will you, won't you, join the dance. Will you, won't you, will you, won't you, will you, won't you, join the dance. And that's where the story ends. And so I'm guessing this is not being written as an in-character piece, like, account, like we're calling these events. Yeah. But simply a first-person perspective story. Yeah. Otherwise, why write the account down... When you're infected by the movie's vector, or yeah. like infected by the movie's uh, power, or something like that, yeah. um, like you started off sane, and then as you finished the story, you went insane. Yeah, <laughs> or it was revealed that you're insane. So, and then you go back to the beginning. It's like this happened two years ago, and it's like, but so you're, you're no longer sane, but you're writing this pest. Like, did you have a lapse <laughs> of sanity, and then some, as you were reading the story and recalling, you started going back into that reality? Yeah, like 
Um, it could do with some editing, to be sure. Like, yep. it's not a perfect story. And I'm not going to even uh, try to defend that aspect. Like, it needs uh, more edits. It needs to be, like, there needs to be some work done to it. That said, the narrative here isn't all that bad. And the characters reacts, the character reacts, or the characters react in a more reasonable, a more realistic way than I've seen in several other stories we've done on the show for, like, these kind of, like, stories, like, either Cursed Objects or Lost Episodes. It also just feels uh, rushed and, like, first draftish <laughs> with information that could improve the story with extra content, um, like, missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, stuff that would give us a little bit more into, like, what's transpiring here. Like, some information involving the the initial event, after encounter, first encountering Alice outside the window, like, it kind of just, basically, like, they see the character outside the window, then they go grab their bat, it, uh, Alice is gone. Then a couple of months later, literally the next paragraph, like, yeah. yes. like it's kind of a bit of a, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. <laughs> like, uh, basically, it's saying nothing happened for a couple months. Yeah. But like but you should have investigated. We should, we should be a little bit. I would like to see a little bit more information about like, did you investigate around your house and like give us a little bit more about that and then like say mm-hmm. like things didn't really nothing really happened after that for a couple of months. Like don't just yeah. like a couple of months later. It's like ah, mm-hmm. um, it's just a sudden shock to my to my reading systems. Um, a little bit more information. A little bit more. Um, I think about the uh, the disappearance of the boss and searching for Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, you already have uh, Alice monologuing at the end in chunks, by the way, which I don't mind. That like like they weren't like they weren't just like on a long monologue that never that never like there was no break. There was actually breaks over like with their actions, and then like she keep talking to her basically as she was getting drugged and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really liked that part of it. Um, but yeah, maybe some more from uh, background plot uh, involved uh, plot info regarding the scheme that Alice has, like. Who were the men that came to her house? Were, was she human once and got lost in some magical curse or obsession over the Alice radio show? Sort of an analog, fictitiously, uh, to the troubles that real-world Peter had after the book Peter Pan was written. Because there was actually a Peter Pan um, that the author knew, or the, the author based Peter Pan off of, and basically ruined his life um, because of the fame of being... Uh, being uh, compared to a fictional character <laughs> that would never grow up. In fact, I think he committed suicide because of that Ooh. later in life. Um, or did these men like find a tulpa slash magical being that wanted to spread their influence more into the real world? And did, like again, like we need some. I'd like to see some more. Like hear some more information about that if that's the case. If this is a documented account by the narrator make it more apparent what their goal is for writing this down. Like, they mm-hmm. just, they start off... I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Two years ago, in fact, it happened. And then they go on the story, and then by the end, they're they're totally batshit insane with this video. It's like, where's the punchline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, the goal's writing. Also, give them a name, please. Yes. For some reason, I associated this, like I said, uh, to the feminine... So, but it, it could work either way with either yeah. gender. Like, I could see either gender. But yeah, like, the boss is, like, the boss is just my boss. Yeah. And I know that, like, you're, you're, you couldn't have written, like, a little bit of dialogue where the boss says, hey, Sue or Steve. Yeah. Like, how's it going? And it's like, oh, no, no problem, Derek. I don't know. Like, that, like, that would be easy to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I like the Dark Wonderland indoctrination scene at the end. Um, like, it kind of... The story was kind of silly as a premise in terms of the... Uh, like, again, like, cartoon character coming to life and so that. Even though that, in real life, I would find that very disturbing. <laughs> well, sure, or, like, or I would consider I'm having a hallucination of some kind. Yeah. Um, but then suddenly it gets kind of really dark when the character is suddenly in a doctor, basically in a dark room, a dark uh, world, and put on a slab and strapped in. Uh, kind of like a, almost like a um, uh, Clockwork Orange <laughs> kind of thing, or like, uh, what's the... Uh, uh, or a Terry Gillian kind of creepiness to it, hmm. uh, like where it's like silly but also really creepy, like and dark. Uh, but yeah, this one um, and yeah, like I said bef- at the very beginning, I-, I didn't have a lot of expectations of this one because of just how because of based off the title. But this one was surprisingly better than I had expected it to be, and intentional or not, I enjoyed the semi-realistic reactions to the characters, like I've mentioned. Um, and the events and so that transpire where they're silly, but like not, but also really creepy if you think about them in, uh, in terms of like happening in real life, and the meta aspect that lies in the story. Again, whether or not that was intentional or not, it I still kind of really got a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, and before my going to my final recommendations, that's basically all I have is it. It surprised me. Um, it's not a, a it's not a perfect story. It needs definitely needs to get some work done. But it was not, it wasn't, I, w- I was expecting to go into this hating it and like mm-hmm. ready to rip into it like, like, we, like we sometimes do on the show. Mm-hmm. But it really, was, to me, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. So, mm-hmm. Mikey, before I go into my full recommendation on it, um, what do you got? Okay, well, I, I realized earlier that I spent way too much time just <laughs> loathing on the whole animation video side yeah. of this. Like, oh, this is so bad. Uh, and then I realized I should probably reread the story because it, <laughs> it, it's not your, about that. Yeah, it's, it's about, about the, this. It's about the events around that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, very beginning. I was on my way home from the grocery store. I had been rear-ended a couple days earlier, so I was forced to go on foot. Yeah. Have you ever walked to a grocery store to pick up groceries? Yeah. Well, I used to live in town. Yeah. And a lot of groceries? I mean, not a lot of groceries. But, I mean, I know people that do it, but that who don't yeah. have cars and they have to do it anyways. Yeah. But, I mean, it depending how close you are to the grocery store. Yeah. Like, if you're so far out, you can only legitimately carry so much. Well, what if they're walking from the bus stop to the... Uh, the like, yeah, that, that needs to be added if that's the case. Bro- but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, that doesn't... That really doesn't... Uh, to me, I don't find that as a problem. Because if they live in a city... Yeah. And you need to go get groceries because uh, your car's screwed up, then you're just going to go grab, like, uh, a couple of bags, maybe, and then going home. Which yeah. seems to be what the character does. Yeah. But at so, the same time, it, uh, well, just from my own experience, mm. carrying something from sort of where I lived once and then to my apartment, and it was the uh, Skyrim Special Edition, 
I walked that all the way to my apartment uphill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say like you just live like up a hill from like anywhere in that town. Yeah. <laughs> and in this city may not have that. And just thinking the same way as groceries, if you have something that heavy like a liquid or pop or whatever, that's gonna weigh you down and it just it's gonna be hell. Yep, you got I mean, your car's your car's busted for for a while, you gotta yeah. do it though. So Or hire a taxi. I, yeah, or and again we're not getting like Yeah. I feel like I mean I kinda skimmed over because my mind like just went to some like more logical things like well I mean Either they walked like either they walked that and they just they, they did it because they didn't yeah. want to pay for a taxi maybe, um, or they took the maybe if they're far, if they are far enough away that they needed their car maybe they used the bus to a certain point and then walked the rest of the way, and then that's how, and then from the walk from the bus to the uh, the grocery store they went by an alleyway and that's where they found the thing. I'm I, I like I like I mentioned in my notes this story does need some more extra yeah. some more information like to like because otherwise it seems rushed. Yeah. So. And the solution that I came up with was, what if he just walks to the convenience store? Yeah, convenience and the store. convenience store sells DVDs. Actually, you know that would work because yeah, like every convenience store I think I've gone to has had like a small little like DVD case or like a DVD like uh, like like a little bo- like shoebox basically with DVDs yeah. like uh, thrift store style DVDs, and like some of them are really shitty looking. Yeah, it, exactly. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like that gets rid of. 100% my issue. Okay. <laughs> it's like, convenience store, DVDs, you're not going to find a DVD in a back alley. I mean, you might. It just, oh, Although it is a cursed object. So yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah it, 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 it wants itself to be found, right? So, um, I, I could buy either one. I could yeah. go with either way. Yeah. Okay. And then he starts watching the movie. Yeah. And becomes mesmerized. And then he starts singing along to that song. Yeah. Having listened to the <laughs> that, audio recording... Is, there actually, is that actually one of the, one of the songs in this... The like, song does exist. Oh my god. But it's... It's public domain, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm totally cutting that for the audio today. <laughs> the thing is, and this fact makes it just that much more creepy, that song doesn't arrive until over... Or past the forty-five minute mark. Oh damn! So they watched that for forty-five minutes before they started getting the. Uh, well, again, like how long did the um, how long did they get till they go down the rabbit hole? Like five minutes. Okay, so they watched it so, for five minutes and then got hypnotized, and then at some point while they were enthralled in that forty minutes, basically, <laughs> like after forty minutes of being enthralled, then the song came on. So yeah, yeah, so, I mean, like. Again, the character, like again, the, its story. They can shorten. They can summarize things that happened in that video. Yeah. And it, again, cursed object. It may not be exactly like the video. Yeah. Or like they don't recall exactly like the video. But yeah. But that whole thing, like, like just that lapse of time, like where the heck did my time go? That in itself is creepy. Yeah. And could yeah, like lost time. <laughs> yeah. So it something that they could have added or played yeah. with. Well, yeah, exactly, of course. Like, there's... Yeah, this, like, the story as it is is kind of a synopsis... is kind of in itself a first draft or almost, like, the highlights and points of, this, of a story where, like, there is, definitely feels like there should be more content in it to make it a fuller story. Um, 
But yeah, like that would be one, again one of the questions that I posed at the end of my thoughts. That's another one of those questions, or one of those things that should could be added to the story, is the um, like yeah them dealing with like the fact that they have like they've lost time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after he watches it, Alice is at the window. Yeah, and she's real. Okay. Okay, she's real, but she's still a cartoon character. That's yeah. how I got it. Is that it's, it's like it's like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is basically what I was saying. That kind okay. of reality where the cartoon character is moving around in real world in the real world. Okay. Although it is still also horrifying but, if you think of it of a horribly deformed like girl. You know, the football head. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like it's like again it's like it's like trying to visualize Arnold from Hey Arnold as a real <laughs> human being and, and just cowering in fear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Move it, football head. Oh, God! <laughs> uh, now, uh, when it shows the hairy arm, it yes. shows up twice. Yeah. Um, and I was honestly thinking... I remember where it shows up the second, the first time. The first time is the, the second window. time that Al shows up. At the window, right? Yeah. And it, oh, wait, it, it leads it, her away. It leads her away, yeah. What the hell is that arm? Like, I, I assume uh, it's the mouse, right? I was thinking it was the white rabbit. Or the Cheshire cat. Yeah. Well, honestly, for but, some reason, I, I, yeah, we never see the Cheshire cat, and the rabbit and the mouse are the only well, ones that are really mentioned. But. And the rat. Like, well, that's not the rat, yeah. The, the rat, uh, it could be the rat, but I went rabbit. Okay. And here's why. All right. For the audio, okay? Uh-oh. Do you want to know who voices the rabbit? Who? I'm excited. Who? The same guy who voiced Elmer Fudd in Looney Tunes. Oh my god! Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbit. Oh my god! Wow! That's hilarious. Yeah. And it even has his distinct laugh. In the audio. Oh. <laughs> the, 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 like, almost Woody Woodpecker, but, like, lower voice. Yeah. Holy shit. So, that that's one of the main reasons why I definitely recommend just the audio. Okay, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to You know we're not animation. doing it, it's just the audio. <laughs> when our time comes, <laughs> he will not be spared. <laughs> but, yeah, like, just having that and seeing the... Basically, Elmer Fudd in a rabbit suit <laughs> leading us away. Well, I know what our pre- I know what our freaking title cards gonna be this week. Thanks, Maki. It's gonna be Elmer Fudd with, uh, carrying or like toting away a horribly deformed uh, Arnold, female Arnold, and us just like cowering in fear, I guess. Uh, and then uh, I feel there was a missed opportunity oh. at the end. Because the author brings up the song yeah. over and over. Constantly, yeah. And you usually, end, had a you usually had a problem with that in, the story, in stories. At the end, he's. Well, the protagonist is strapped to uh, the table. Yeah. And to do the whole hypnotism yeah. stuff. But they missed an opportunity. There's no dancing. Yeah. They, 
They should be doing some. The the characters should be dancing around the uh, table. Yeah, the well, characters dance around the table, or the protagonist dancing at the end. Yeah, they unst- they unstrap them and they just say, do the safety dance. <laughs> you can dance if you want. Okay, <laughs> well that sucks so much too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, join the dance. <laughs> yeah, that's legit going to be the end. The uh, the ending. Uh, I'm ending with that, folks. So uh, you'll have that to look forward to at the end of this. <laughs> And then, uh, I was just thinking about it, and you, you could almost do it with any horror DVD type thing and have something pop up in a window. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, just, <laughs> bam. Like, uh, yeah, uh, wait, I'm trying to, like, yeah, basically any monster, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watching this Friday, for, uh, Friday the 13th, like, tour, any of the, any of the uh, ones after, you know, show, Jason actually becomes the villain. And just, like, turn over, look, look, look over, and he's like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> just, like, that music even accompanies it. <laughs> uh, yep. So, just that, like, they, they could have picked something. Better than the at the same time, like you, you, you yourself <laughs> even said. The, I think there's a reason why the character, why the author probably chose this this video is probably because they watched that video and said, "This is nightmare fuel. I can make cream pasta out of this." Yeah, that is true. All right. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll go into recommendations for this. So, if you want to read something that almost feels like a scream, the Wes Craven movie, or, yeah, the Wes Craven film, of creepypasta, like, that kind of satire of creepypasta tropes, but doesn't actually fall into those tropes all that much, check it out. Um, otherwise, I'd love to see an edited, refined version of this story before giving it a full recommendation. As it is right now, I can't even, I can't give it a full yes. Check it out. But I can, rec- like, if you're like me... And, like, you like the meta-commentary kind of thing that, even if it wasn't intentional, it's there for me. Mm-hmm. I'd say check it out for that. But otherwise, um, Neo Theta, if you're listening, yeah, like, take some of the... If you want, take the comments that we've... We, uh, the critique we've given you. Um, just, like, yeah, edit the story, refine it. You've, you, the, the, back, the bones are there, I think, for a, for a good, like... Slightly satirical or like uh, like commentary on creepypasta, creepypasta. Um, but as it is right now, I can't go to full recommendation. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. All right. So recommendations. <laughs> Number one, I yeah, recommend right. you listen to the radio play. Try to avoid any images and. Listen to the radio play, and close your eyes, and let your imagination do its thing. It'll be great. Then, if you want to torture yourself, watch the trailer on YouTube, and go, Why the heck does this exist? Or if you want to and why did it just down. ruin what I just listened to? And if you want to go further down the rabbit hole, hunt down the full version. Yeah. Uh, I did a Google search. You can find it at Walmart for like twenty bucks. Oh, we are so I'm so getting that. <laughs> uh, I keep digging a bigger hole for myself. Yes, you do. It's, you keep falling down that rabbit. You keep digging up that rabbit hole. 
You're making the hole wide enough for you to fall in. <laughs> Maybe that should also be the title card, is you just digging a hole. And you're like, damn it! Uh, and then, taking it back to the story. Yeah, going back to the story. <laughs> it has some interesting points. Yeah. Like, the cursed object, the... Like, a creepy I'm, person I'm, showing up. Yeah. Like, and sorry, then, sorry, just one thing. So, like, am I uh, am I alone on this? Like, the reactions and some of that, the characters, like, were they? Do they seem like sensible and some of that? Like, um, to some degree. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, but like, that's that's what editing. Yeah, for. that's what like going yeah, back at the story and looking it over and like refining the story. There does need to be more editing or more done to it, but. Never usually happens. It might. Maybe. Yeah. You'll never say never. I see how it is. Goonies <laughs> never say die. <laughs> so do cultists. <laughs> Why we drop? We we die like lemons, just lemmings, just falling off that cliff eventually. Anyway, so it, it does fall into the issue of yeah, the characters don't have names. Yeah, and. That obviously is one thing that needs to be developed. Yeah, because again, that helps like connect to, uh, yeah. the reader to the the character's plight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is kind of an interesting mechanism to you watch a video and then look out the window and there's yeah, like the this, main character. This kind of has the potential to either be like it, even if it wasn't like if you kind of made the supernatural elements a little bit less like. I mean, obviously you need them to be aggressive, or you need something to be aggressive to actually, or like something to be a threat. But like, if th this could be a good, either a supernatural story or a psychological horror. Yeah. Because like, the, the, the video is affecting the person, giving yeah. them hallucinations that are like manifesting. Like her at the window, or her in, behind the back yeah. seat. And then suddenly this thing bursts through the window and knocks her out. Yeah, that could be actually like that could just be a, a hallucination of like getting hit by a car when she is like not paying attention on the road and gets t-boned. Yeah, that could be like that. But yeah, and the thinking about now the big issue is they watch it, nothing happens for two months until they watch it a second time. Yeah, and, and then the friend and then it's the friend that disappears, not the one that's watched it twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so it's 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 targeting them by taking away their the the people that left the house. <laughs> oh, maybe like again, like maybe that's why it didn't get her the first time was because she never left the, or they never left the house. Like they never mentioned. Well, at least they never mentioned that they did anything to go like go out and investigate around the house. Okay. So maybe because they stayed inside, they stayed inside, and then he, the <laughs> boss, left, and, and then so got it, attacked. Yeah, and then. But Maybe. then the the problem yeah, it has to be developed a little bit more. If yeah, that's the, the, the case. The, yeah, because the problem there is that when they go to search for this person again, they haven't watched the DVD again. Yeah, yeah, they're just so they've got the well, they, well, yeah, because the, but they're out on the boat, like they're yeah. they're away from their house. Um, but then they have to go away from their house to go to work. That's true. Yeah. Um, again, has to, if if we're gonna go that route, it has to be developed a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's definitely potential. Like the bones yeah. are there. Yeah, there is potential, and but again, it missed opportunities like the dancing. Yeah, 
and getting the date wrong with the 50s music when it's actually the 40s music. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's not a recommendation. If it got better, though? <sighs> if it got better, maybe. But that's, but, kind, of, that's kind of the point of everything. But the problem is that the DVD brings it down. <laughs> like, just mentioning it. I mean, I was happy when I knew the DVD didn't exist. <laughs> See, I'm very happy now that I know the DVD exists. <laughs> but that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> yes. We're all mad here. <laughs> Alright, so, so bottom line, you wouldn't recommend this one. No. The story. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, I would tentatively recommend it if you wanna if like if you weren't if, if you look at the title and like okay this is there's no way this can be really good it might it actually might surprise you however as it stands I'm not recommending it in full because I need I want there to be a better I want there to be a more refined edited version of it but yeah so uh, I think that is it then yep so that was this week's episode if you like what you heard if you didn't if you want Mikey to uh, uh, to actually sit down and uh, review and riff or riff the uh, Alice in Wonderland movie, the actual video, uh, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, we're both on Twitter at Mikey the e stands for Evil and myself at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also uh, give us a review and rating on iTunes. Every little bit helps. Uh, you can uh, also leave us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also send us suggestions for other creep buses you'd like to discuss on the show. Or let us know, listeners, how much you want Mikey to sit through hell and review slash riff the, uh, the Alice in Wonderland animated feature. I will hunt it down <laughs> if, the rev- if the demand is high enough. <laughs> Um, actually, won't even take that much. <laughs> I might just do for shits and giggles. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, also, you can check out the title cards for each episode at Tumblr at crazonstudios.tumblr.com, or go to YouTube channel at El Dante Mortis and where the video sections of each episode are. And for our patrons who are listening, thank you. And if you'd like to support us, you can go to Patreon. And look up El Dente Rigamortis. And we have tiers, backer tiers for behind-the-scenes content, special episodes, and early access to each episode. Again, I cannot, help, I cannot thank you enough, uh, dear patrons and listeners, for taking the time to listen to our show. And for those of you that have been backing us, keeping the lights on. So, I think with that, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. When you walk a little faster, send a whiting to a snail. There's a porpoise close behind us, and he's trailing on my tail. Oh!